Welcome to As We Live, a podcast aimed at helping you connect to the living God. Hi, I'm Lau Martin, and I'm here today with John Martin. And it's just the two of us here today. Um, All the other guys have other things here that they're out of the area for. And so we decided we're just going to sit down here and uh, talk a little bit about life and maybe some of the things that we're facing try to be an encouragement to you, and uh, maybe just also explain to y'all who we are a little bit. I guess just a little bit of background about myself. I work here for the Straight Paths office and do all kinds of stuff. A lot of this podcast, I do um, a lot of behind-the-scenes things, events that we put on, uh, conferences, and a lot of stuff like that. But that's not my main job. This is just kind of a part-time job for me. And my main job is I drive coach, hauling people all over the country, getting to see a lot of countryside and, and getting to enjoy God's creation. And it's just so awesome being out there and seeing a lot of things. And one of my favorite things that I love doing is hauling the senior citizens. Mm. They are so much fun. I just I get the biggest kick out of it. It's just people that just they live life and they don't really care anymore and they love to have fun. Mm. Where do most of where are most of your trips with with those those guys? Is that like west or south or anywhere? A lot of the ones that I have done have been to um, the New England states, but I have done a, a few down through like Myrtle Beach, down into South Carolina. But yeah, it it varies every year. Um, I was supposed to have some really good trips here this uh, spring that all got canceled. That was some of them were to Canada. Um, in areas I've never been before. So I was really disappointed whenever that got all canceled. So how how did this impact you? Like, did everything just shut down completely? I'm guessing because of the amount of people, the, the social distancing, or, or how was that? You went from having trips booked to nothing? Yeah. Or was I it phased out? Nope, it was instantly. Overnight. Overnight. Wow. Bang. Everything just canceled. How, how yeah, did that feel? Like, um, right at first, was it a relief? Or... I know well, it was one of those driving. things, just like anything else, people, you know, my mind was like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, shucks, I'll lose a couple jobs here. This will be a two, three-week thing, and then we'll be up and running again. Yeah, maybe I'll lose a few more th- over the next couple months just because I am dealing with senior citizens, and obviously they're not going to want to travel right now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I knew I'd lose some of them, but I still had a lot of school trips. I had a lot of other things lined up that – I figured, well, we'll cruise right through this. You know, school will be back in soon. So you just processed it one day at a time. And here we are, however long now into it. And How long has it been? <laughs> I don't know. I lost track. I think I think someone called me the other day a little bit overwhelmed about it because everyone's just kind of in the same position right now. And I think he said it was like 52 days then. So I think we're probably about 55 or so. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I think the truth is, is that it's going to impact us more than, than we thought. Like initially I thought the same thing, this is going to pass over and we're going to go back to normal. And I did not want to embrace the fact that there might be a new normal, mm -hmm. but I think there's, I think there's going to be long-term effects. My background's in construction. What I do is, uh, is roofing and, um, I'm a project manager. I'm in the office, and it really affects our business. 
we weren't necessarily shut down because uh, most of our work is commercial and hospital and schools, things like that. Yeah, every day you think it's going to start getting better, and you wake up and you're energized saying, yes, today is going to be better. And then you turn on Facebook. For five minutes. You turn on Facebook. <laughs> and next thing you know, it's like, oh, no. Next thing you're feeling overwhelmed. You know, I actually just canceled Facebook. I deactivated my account a few days ago. I, I don't know. I, I've just been dealing with anxiety around that. I, I'd get on it, and I can't really describe it other than I just really felt led to just cancel it, and I'm probably on my fifth day or something like that. And I love it. I really do. But I still have that voice that voice that's nagging that just says, oh, you're just burying your head in the sand. You don't want to, you don't want to know what's going on. And, and yet I'm really hungry for truth. And so what is truth? And I don't want to give in to that spirit of fear or anxiety. I want to know what truth is, even if it's doing or knowing the hard thing. I don't want to be given into to the spirit of fear. So what is some of the things that you do? When you're starting to feel anxiety, you start overtaking you or feeling overwhelmed, what what are some things, instead of just burying your hand, head in the sand and act like it doesn't exist, is there is there things that you do that helps encourage you? Yeah, I mean, so I literally, I, I start with breathing because when I deal with anxiety, it literally affects my, my heart starts racing and, you know, I have I have a lot of those symptoms. And so I just start by breathing. Uh, this morning I was just... I was just breathing in and praying, uh, literally just Jesus. And, um, and, then, and then usually clarity comes. I mean, the positive side to all of this is the fact that I feel like Jesus is, trying, is pursuing me, and I'm wrestling with him. I'm trying to, I'm trying to somehow fight the, the system or reality. Um, I don't know. How do you find that, Lyle? What? For me, what do you do when you're anxious, or do you deal with anxiety? You see, <laughs> am I the only one? No, no, I do. And actually, I I used to think I never did, but I actually deal with it a lot more than what I thought I did. Or life has slowed down enough right now that I begin to see that by doing something I enjoy always helps me, like driving. I just. You know, if I have listened to music and I'm just cruising down the highway and there's no one in the, in the way, especially through the middle of the night, man, I just love it. It's just, it's just there's something that just melts away the anxiety mm-hmm. for me when I'm doing that. It can and be therapeutic. Yeah. Just driving. Is that how you find it? I do. I do. And so earlier this week, there was a day that I, um, I spent too much time reading too much negative stuff. Yeah. And anxiety just kicked in something unbelievable to the point where you're saying, like, you're, you have to start focused on your breathing. And finally I said, you know what? I'm just going to go out driving. Got in my vehicle and went driving for an hour. And turned on some worship music and just focused on God, just cried out to him. And, man, that feels good. <laughs> I, I love that's, it. That's what I do to, to help. I love it. Um, so I've, I haven't ever really been afraid of of a physical sickness through this, even though I have some physical challenges like, you know, diabetic. Um, I have type one diabetes 
and also some things related to that that I've that I've had for the last 15 years, I think is when I was first diagnosed. But I haven't had the fear of a physical um, sickness as much as emotional. It's been an emotional challenge for me. And the frustrating thing for me is I feel like I'm surrendered. My heart is, Lord, here I am. What do you want to do? But daily it's a battle. It's up and down and wrestling. And I feel these, these things wanting to come in. Thing, uh, fear, oppression, anxiety, and all of those things rob my joy and my security, and and they try to get into my walk with God. And so I feel like it's literally warfare to have to peel that back and to to stand up and to and to fight that, and to not just allow that in. And um, to me, that's that's what's wearing, and it's tiring. I think through the whole struggle of trusting God through this incredible uncertainty, and it sure has been a ride for me. I mean, I was telling you, Lyle, that I feel like my ups and downs are by the hour sometimes, and but it has really tested my hope and I have really seen what my securities are really in. And so much of that God is chipping away at. And what it's doing is it's producing a deeper, a deeper trust and a faith and a longing to walk with God and to understand who I am as a son and not a slave or an orphan which has impacted my life for way too long. And so, look, I, I get it. Life has been very difficult, but I don't want to focus on the negative too much because the truth is, is that even though the darkness feels like it's there, it feels dark and overcoming, there is this greater light and this power that's out there, and I want to learn how to tap into it. I mean... That's that's how I feel. I am not there yet by any stretch of imagination, but um, I want to get there. Because at the end of the day, God is still good. Amen. And that's one thing I have been learning as I drive around here. And my my number one question is, God, what do you want from me today? Amen. And what do you want me to learn out of this? Because God doesn't waste the pain, right? So whatever we're going through, there's something good here that he wants each one of us to learn. And the sooner I can look at my life and say, God, what do you want from me today? What do you want me to learn from this? How can I put some light into the people around me, recognizing someone, whatever, that makes brighten someone else's day? Because at the end of the day, anxiety is actually we're so self-centered is what's causing it. That's what it is for me. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to speak that as, as everyone else. But because I begin, when I read all the negative things on Facebook and become the, begin to become overwhelmed by it, it's all of a sudden just turning all the focus on me, 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 me. And it starts driving me down. And that's why I, I go out and I drive and I turn on worship music because then I start turning it to him. 
What do you want, God? And it turns the focus off of me and actually lightens me up. And so when you start mm-hmm. turning outward, mm-hmm. then I start getting more fired up and more passionate about things. That's where serving other people is such a blessing because you become less self-centered mm-hmm. or self-focused. Yesterday I was really thinking about the verse, super simple verse, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And I've really been thinking about in the beginning God. And something about that statement has really been just sitting with me. The fact that God created everything. He knows what's going on. There is a story. There is a villain there is a fight and a struggle, and there is a happy ending. And a lot of times I wonder, where am I in that story? And if you understand the story, reality makes a lot more sense. And that, that is something that I'm praying into. Where am I in the story? And where is God in the story? Where's the where is the good man, like every movie, the good man and the bad person? Mm-hmm. And and how does this fit into current reality? It, it makes so much, brings a lot of clarity into everything that's going on, I find. I would, I would love to hear from people how they, what do you do whenever you are struggling, um, anxiety, or, or feeling just overwhelmed? Um, I know the first conversation that we had here on the podcast was about stress and relationships, and I shared a lot about some of the stuff I went through personally. It seems like walking through some of this stuff here, there's a, there's a lot of times I have to sit back down with my boys and apologize for the allowing that stress to try to get in between our relationships again. Um, it's a, it's an, a daily walk. It's something that we have to face every day. I would like to actually hear about more about your involvement with straight paths. So you've been on the board. What did you have um, involvements with the ministry before, before that? The way it started was Steve was doing a concert with gospel express in New York, which is where I'm from years ago. And at the concert, one of my brothers asked Steve if he needs a driver for, for the bus, for his bus. And, um, and he did at the time. And so he volunteered me. I'm not sure if he asked me first or if he just volunteered (laughs) me. And so, so I actually drove for, for a period of, uh, it wasn't a long period. I I would say maybe a few months. Okay. And, um, and on that trip, I learned a lot more about, about, um, gospel express and, and the music and the prison ministry that they were involved with at the time. It was soon after that trip that um, that Straight Paths was was uh, started. The board was put together, and um, I've been very blessed to be part of that process. It's been an incredible journey to see God working through people's lives and to see um, see the work that Straight Paths has had over the last. Um, Ten or has it been more? Ten years, at least ten years. You might I'm have to correct sure. me on that one. Yeah, I'm not sure. But that is how it started. Traveling with Steve's and uh, Steve and Dorcas have had an incredible impact on my own life. I've had a, a just a journey of a lot of things to work through, and 
they've been a real blessing in my own life. And I've been able to have a first seat view of, of seeing a lot of other people impacted with, with uh, Stephen Dorcas in the ministry. So that, that's been an incredible blessing. Lyle, I'm curious, how did you get involved with Straight Paths? Tell us your story. Back probably about eight years ago, we hit a very tremendous low in our marriage, my wife and I did. And to anyone who's familiar with the, the um, ministry here probably has seen our video on YouTube, on our Straight Paths YouTube channel, a little bit about our story there. But we had we had a tremendous low that it was to the point where I was just I wasn't sure what to do with it anymore. And it was one of the deals where one of the biggest questions I had in life is is this really all there is to life? And there there's gotta be something more out there. I mean, there's there's gotta be. Life is just Yeah. And so it kinda put me on a journey to looking for that. But yet with that came a lot of fear because I knew that there's things in my life that wasn't right. And in order to get to someplace else, that stuff was going to have to be exposed. And my wife was facing a lot of things in life um, from her past. So we, we, we had to do something. So we started looking and through a... I know I'm not even sure how it all worked out or how it all happened, but somehow I think my wife found out about a, a um, some meetings that was happening in Lancaster County. And so we drove into them. She convinced me to come along, and I said, sure. And, wow, the impact um, that had on our life was just tremendous. It just, wow. Because for some reason at those meetings, I don't remember anymore everything that got said, but all of a sudden, I felt like I was not the only one. And when you also come to a point where you realize you're not the only person that is experiencing the things that you're experiencing. That is so powerful. It changes life. But like we talked about in, in different podcasts, somewhere it takes an honesty. And to get to that point of honesty, to be the first one to stand up and say, hey, I'm facing this. How did you get to that point? You have to hit the bottom somehow. Once you hit the bottom and you don't care anymore um, and come to a realization that most of the other people really don't care either because they're facing some of the same things, then you can just start opening up. Because once I started opening up, I realized, man, I'm not even close to being the only person. There's a lot of other guys out there that are struggling with the same thing. But yet we all keep it quiet. Fear of condemnation, fear of being beat up, fear of whatever. And sadly, it's the same people that are in the same thing that are beating up the ones who are being honest about it. Mm-hmm. But it, for for us, it was just a point of of being honest. And through that, yeah, we just we attended a few different conferences. Um, Take Back Your Life, Land of Promise. Um, we've done a couple other things that God and God used those programs to... Um, completely change our life. Hmm. So yeah, through that, I I got fired up about what was happening and and um, really supportive in the ministry. So yeah, that's kind of a little bit of of our backstory. I mean, that's just a, a a very high snapshot of it. 
uh, from the things that we're facing that you could find um, on Straight Paths Facebook or webs or YouTube channel. Straight Paths YouTube channel. You can find a video of our testimony if you haven't seen it. You can try to find that. Um, it gets a little bit more in depth. Thank you for listening to As We Live. To submit questions, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at As We Live Podcast. <laughs>